Buy low, sell high. Very easy to say, but not always so easy to do. For example, high interest rates are hurting the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices in a lot of markets are falling, even for many of the best assets. So it's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com pockets, fundrise.com pockets. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. You ever feel like your vacation rental sits empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Hey everyone, welcome to On The Market. I'm Dave Meyer. In today's bonus episode, we are going to be talking about a topic that I've wanted to explore in depth for quite a while, which is the state of the short-term rental market. If you know anything about this industry, you know that it has been absolutely booming over the last couple of years. But as we enter into uncertain economic times and face a potential recession, the question is, can short-term rentals maintain this growth? And what should you do as an investor to best capitalize on current market conditions? Before we get into today's topic, I do want to make a quick programming note. Hopefully, you've been following on the market since the beginning. We really appreciate it. But maybe if you're new here, you might also have noticed that we usually only have one podcast per week. But recently, we've actually started doing these bonus episodes like the one you're listening to right now. And the reason we're doing that is because when our producer, Kaylin, and I get together to meet about what? 
topics we want to cover. There's just too many topics. There is so much going on in the economy and news and in the investing industry that we want to be able to share more with you. So we decided to not limit ourselves and that when there is enough information, we're going to be putting out two episodes per week. And we're not going to be doing this every single week right now, but you should be checking back on your feed on Fridays to see when we do have bonus episodes. I do think we're going to have them more often than not. So most weeks, weeks, we're going to have two episodes now, one on Monday and one on Friday. So definitely make sure to keep an eye on your feed because you don't want to miss any of the great content that we'll be putting out. Let's get into our short-term rental topic today, but first let's take a quick break. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled, but we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, the short-term rental industry. This is such a popular topic. I'm really excited to get into this today with all of you. This is something that keeps coming up over and over again. What's going to happen in the short-term rental market, particularly if there is a recession? If you follow this podcast or follow me on social media, you know I've been openly musing about what might happen. And rather than just talking about it, I decided to dive into the data and get to the bottom of what is happening in the short-term rental market. And that's what we're going to talk about today. 
Before we get into the data, let's just quickly remind everyone, if you're not familiar, what a short-term rental is. It's basically when you own an Airbnb or a VRBO, you typically buy a single family residence. It can be a small multifamily. You furnish it and you rent it out. And the reason people do this is because it has tremendous cash flow potential. Unlike a, you know, I guess as opposed to a traditional rental property, you can get way more revenue per night on a short-term rental. And of course, you don't necessarily have every single night booked. You can have occupancy problems, which we'll talk about tonight, but the potential for revenue on a short-term rental is typically way higher than if you rented the same home out as a traditional rental. And that is why it has become an incredibly popular strategy over the last couple of years. I myself own one short-term rental. I bought it in late 2018. It's been doing really well for me. Um, so I'm not like some super expert here. I've not done this five or 10 times. You know, Rob Abasolo or Tony Robinson, way more experienced here than I am. But I do have experience running and managing and buying a short-term rental. I know a lot of people with short-term rentals. So I do understand the industry. And let's be honest, first and foremost, I am a data analyst and I do understand the data that is coming out about the short-term rental industry. So let's just dive into that. As with most things economics, it sounds boring, but it boils down to supply and demand. So I'm gonna break down the data at first just by that. So first, let's look at demand. As of May 2022, demand in the US is extremely strong. The total nights that were stayed in any short-term rentals in May of 2022 was up 18% over 2021 and was up 26% over 2019. So we're seeing a huge amount of demand for short-term rentals. And I think it's worth mentioning that I am getting this data from AirDNA. They're a great data provider. I've used them for years. I have no affiliation with them, but they put out great data. You can go on their website and check that out. So demand looking strong in terms of total nights. It's also looking good in terms of new bookings. So the difference here is the first thing I said is total nights. That's again, how many nights are stayed in all uh, STRs. And then the, the, the next stat is new bookings, which is how many new vacations essentially were booked in May. And that was up 2.6% over, over last year. And I know 2.6% doesn't sound like a ton, especially when total nights were up 18%. But it's important to note that in normal times, that's what things grow like. We've gotten accustomed over the last few years to things growing up double digits year over year all the time. That's not really that normal. So 2.6% is not amazing. It's not what we're seeing in the rest of the industry, but it's still up and it's notable because it's a reversal of where we were in March and April. I've been following this data a bit, and in March and April, I was a bit concerned to see that new bookings were down in March and April over 2021 levels. So demand was falling a little bit. We weren't seeing as many new bookings, but in May that reversed, and now we are seeing positive year-over-year demand. So that is all of this. All of the demand data is really strong for short-term rentals right now. So that is great news for anyone who's currently an investor, or if you're thinking about getting into this industry, you can rest assured that right now, May 2022, demand super strong for short-term rentals. The story to me though is more on the supply side because as of May, there was 1.3 million available listings and that is up 25% year over year, which is massive, massive growth. 
Take note of that, 25% year over year. That means that supply is growing faster than demand. And that has negative revenue implications. If you understand supply and demand, you know that if supply is going up faster than demand, that means that the demand is gonna get spread out across supply, right? There were 84,000 new listings on Airbnb and VRBO in May. And so even though demand was up, those that demand was spread out amongst more properties, right? 84,000 more properties. And that has led to the single most notable data point that I want you to remember from this episode, and that is that occupancy was down 8.6%, right? So this makes sense. Demand is up, which is great, but supply is also up even more than demand to the point where occupancy is starting to fall. And I don't want to be alarmist, but I do think this is a really notable shift in market dynamics that everyone who's interested in this industry should be paying attention to. If you own a short-term rental, there are basically two variables that dictate your revenue. One is your average daily rate. That's the amount you charge, right? Like if you go to a hotel, you pay 200 bucks a night, that's their average daily rate. Every short-term rental also has an average daily rate. So that is super important to short-term rental investors. The second thing is occupancy, right? Because you need to, if there are 30 days in a month and you get 50% of them filled, then you have 15 nights. You multiply that by your average daily rate and that is how much revenue you, you have. So if occupancy is going down, that means that your revenue is probably going down. Now, that's important. And that's why I want you to pay attention to this. But on the other side, it is worth mentioning that the other part of the equation, the average daily rate, which I just mentioned, is up 4.6%. So that is good, but it's not up enough to counteract that occupancy, in my opinion. 4.6% for an average daily rate in normal times would be great. Don't get me wrong. In normal times, that would be an excellent increase year over year. But remember, inflation is 8.6%. So the average daily rate is not keeping pace with inflation. And it is notable that this 4.6% increase year over year is the slowest rate of increase since April, 2020. So basically since pre-pandemic levels, we are starting to see the pace of increase for ADR start to go down and occupancy is going down. Now, don't panic, right? Demand is up Things are still looking really good, but I just want to, you know, my job here and what I'm trying to do here is to tell you the whole state of the industry. And this is what's happening, right? Demand is up, supply is growing faster, and occupancy is starting to fall. Again, this is a snapshot in time. This is just May 2022, but something you should keep an eye on. The next thing I want to talk about with regard to the short-term rental industry is tourism and hotels in general, because while, you know, we're mostly here talking about real estate investing, you really can't compare short-term rental market to the flipping market, right? Or in some ways you can't really even compare it to the traditional rental market because demand is really more measured against the traditional tourism market, right? It's measured against hotels. So let's just quickly, I, I found some data. Let's just talk about what's going on in the tourism industry as whole to help contextualize what's going on in the short-term rental industry. In May, according to Hospitality Net, hotel occupancy went up 4.1% year over year. And so, right, we just talked about short-term rentals going down 
8.6% in May. Hotels had occupancy go up 4.1%. CoStar, which is a big data firm, and they track this, they said that hotels have passed the very important benchmark of 60% occupancy. Record number of hotels are going above 60% occupancy rate in June. So that means hotels are doing really well. But remember, they got absolutely crushed over the last couple of years. So in my opinion, this is notable, right? We should be paying attention to the fact that hotel occupancy is growing when short-term rentals are going down. But I also think that this is sort of natural. And this is just my opinion. This isn't really supported by data, but I'm just believe that over the last couple of years, it has been especially poised for short-term rentals because no one wanted to go to hotels, right? People were trapped in their house. They were afraid, the, you know, the bars were closed. The restaurants were closed. You know, there was no gyms. There was no pools. Like, so people, I think, naturally went to short-term rentals because it offered a better situation for pandemic era traveling. Now, as we see you know, the world opening back up, I think it's natural to see a reversion, right? More people are going to start going to hotels because amenities are open, they're they're back. Short-term rentals have gotten more expensive and maybe there's just a rebalancing here. But again, something to keep an eye on is, is this a trend that's going to continue? Is short-term rental demand going to keep declining and hotels, are they going to start to keep seeing a higher percentage of travel uh, nights as you know, as compared to short-term rental. So that is just, I wanted to take a quick look at tourism because I do think if you're in this industry, you should be paying attention to hotels because that, you know, you were competing against other short-term rentals, but you're also competing against hotels. So you need to pay attention to the data and information that's coming out in the hospitality industry because that is one of your main competitors. The thing here is though, like if demand, if demand for travel is going up across the board, then it's not a zero sum game, right? You can have hotel occupancy rise and you can have short-term rental occupancy and revenue rise at the same time, as long as overall demand is increasing, which brings up a point, like, is that going to happen? So let's transition now over the, you know, the last couple, first couple minutes of the show, we've been talking about what is happening what we know has happened with data. And now let's kind of look forward and see what might happen in the short-term rental industry, especially with what might happen in a recession. And again, I want to sort of break this down into supply and demand. So let's look at what might happen with demand. Super hard to forecast far into the future, but I wanted to just see what's happening this summer, right? Where, you know, this comes out in July, but we have only have data back until May. Uh, as of this recording. So I want to see what what what's going to happen this summer. And the information is overwhelmingly positive for the entire tourism industry. 73% of Americans have summer plans to travel, and that is up 50, from 53% last year. That is a huge increase. It's almost a 50% increase. They also, the other really notable thing is, so more people, almost 50% more people plan to travel this summer and they spend plan to spend $300 more on that vacation. And that's about a 10% increase. So even though inflation is about 8.6%, they're planning to spend 10% more. So that means even in inflation adjusted dollars, people are planning to spend more on their vacation and more people are going to spend. So total dollars going into the tourism industry and into the lodging industry. So short-term rentals and hotels looking real, real good for the summer right now. 
On the other side, I do want to just point out that there is, you know, some pullback here and that of the people who aren't traveling, a lot of them are saying they're not going to travel because they can't afford it. Last year, 43% they're not, said they're not going to travel because they can't afford it. This year, it's 57% say that the reason they're not going on a summer vacation is because they cannot afford it. To me, this is probably the very unfortunate impact of all of this inflation. People's discretionary income is being eaten up by increases in gas costs or food prices or whatever else they need to spend money on, and they have less money to go on vacation. And, you know, just the cost of lodging and vacation is a lot more expensive. So that is unfortunate, but it is, and, and, it is something to note that more and more people are not traveling because it's more expensive. But, you know, generally speaking, demand looks very good, at least for the next couple of months. What happens beyond that is really hard to say because honestly, we don't know if we're going to go into a recession. Personally, this is just speculation. It's my guess. I do think we're going to go into a recession. I, you know, I've seen that a lot of forecasters say that we are about 75, 80% chance that we go into a recession. I'm going to do a whole episode about what that even means because I know people panic when they hear recession and think housing crisis. They think back to, you know, 2008 and financial crisis. That's not necessarily what happens in a recession. In fact, that's not what usually happens. Um, but um, I just want to say that I do think we are probably going to see a recession, at least in the traditional definition, which is two consecutive quarters of GDP uh, declines. Now, if we go into a recession, it is hard to know what will happen. But Tony Robinson, who is the host of the Bigger Pockets Rookie Show, did some research and found that he looked back at the Great Recession and he saw that in 2008, vacation spending actually dropped 3%, which is way less than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like 10 or 15%, but it was only 3% in 2008. 2009, we were still in a recession. It did drop 9%, which is a considerable amount, right? Like if you are a short-term rental owner and your revenue dropped 9 or 10%, that you would feel that probably. But given that the Great Recession was the worst economic climate since the Great Depression, that's not all that bad. Like to me, the worst case scenario is not that travel spending will go down all that much. Of course, it could be different this time around, but just want to provide some historical context. Thank you to Tony for providing that information. So that's where I see demand going is at least for the next couple months, which is really the only thing we can forecast. You know, it, everything's so murky. Looking past three months out is really difficult. Three months out, things look really good. Past that, it's hard to tell. It depends what the economy as a whole does, but Tony provides some great data that showed that worst case scenario is probably not that bad. The other side is, will supply keep increasing? Remember, the thing that drove down occupancy in May was that supply was going up so quickly. I think there is a chance supply could keep growing, but I think it's going to slow down, and I think it's going to slow down a lot, and I think that's because of the reason the whole housing market is slowing down. Less homes are selling right now, less homes are trading, which means fewer are probably going to get converted from either a traditional rental or a primary residence into a short-term rental. And I just think people have less risk appetite right now. And so, you know, unless you're a professional investor, some of you probably are, uh, less people are likely going to be doing it. I think there's going to be less amateurs getting into the business. One thing you know, I, I don't have a lot of data about supply. It's hard to know. These are just sort of like speculations based on the larger housing market. One thing I do just want to call out and something for everyone to think about is in a recession, will some short-term rental owners 
convert back to long-term rentals. Because as I said, you know, the reason people love short-term rentals right now is the cash flow potential is great, but it's riskier. You have no guarantee that you're going to get a certain amount of bookings on any given month and any given night. With a long-term rental, you get less revenue, but it's pretty guaranteed if you get good tenants, right? So I'm curious if some short-term rentals are going to convert back to long-term rentals, which could be good for them, depending on your financial situation, you'd have to make that decision. But I think it's really interesting because if that happens, that could lower supply and that would help out all the people who stay in the short-term rental industry. So that is just a dynamic I've been thinking about. I don't know what's going to happen there, but again, I just want to raise that and talk about that. So that's where I think it's going to go. Demand is really strong right now. I think the market looks really good for short-term rentals, at least for the next three months. Things to keep an eye on. Will supply keep increasing and will occupancy keep going down? That's where I would focus if I was interested. You know, I am interested in the short-term rental market. But if I were you thinking about what to do with your own portfolio, whether or not to jump into this market, those are the two metrics I would really be following. Before we move on, I you know, or before we end this episode, I do want to talk about one other thing, which is about vacation home demand. And I know this isn't exactly the same as short-term rentals, but I think that, uh, you'll see what I'm getting at. But basically, sh- second home demand. So this is more like not investors, right? Normal people, wealthy people who have enough money to afford their primary residence and a second home. The demand for second homes absolutely went wild. At, at the beginning of the pandemic, it actually shot up to about 90% over pre-pandemic levels in March of 2021. So almost double the amount of people were looking for second homes. And th- this makes sense, right? I mean, I think this was fueled by a bunch of things, but just to name a few, super low interest rates that fueled the whole housing market. Then we had the stock market and crypto markets going crazy. So people had a lot of cash with which to do whatever they wanted. And some people just wanted to buy a second home. Next was work from home, right? People, if you could afford a lake house and you could work from your lake house, don't you think you would want to do that? I I certainly would. So people were probably doing that. um, And that, you know, if you could afford it, people were thinking about a second home. And the last thing, this is hard to quantify, but people couldn't go on traditional vacations, right? So there was people who wanted to travel, you couldn't travel internationally. Maybe you go buy a lake house, you buy a beach house, buy a mountain house because you want to be able to get out of your home, get out of the city, whatever, um, and travel. And so people really, really wanted second homes. Now, fast forward a year to May, 2022, and demand for second homes has gone back down so far that it's now below pre-pandemic levels. Not by a lot, 4% below pre-pandemic levels, but for obvious reasons, right? I mean, stock and crypto markets have tanked, interest rates and affordability, um, you know, interest rates are going up, affordability is going down. So these are dynamics we're seeing across the whole housing market, obviously going to hit second home demand first, in my opinion, because, you know, when it gets less affordable, People are going to focus on the things they actually need. You don't need a second home. And so demand to me makes sense that it's going to go down. I also think it's worth mentioning, and it's often really overlooked, that during the pandemic, some regulations came out from the government that added fees to mortgages for second homes. And it makes them actually even more expensive. So mortgages are getting more expensive because interest rates are going up. But second home mortgages are also getting more expensive because the government added fees. And for a $400,000 property, those fees could be about 13 grand. That's like 3% of 
the purchase price. That's a considerable amount of money, right? And so it's getting less and less affordable, less and less attractive to buy that second home. And Guys, I don't think this means that the whole market is going to crash. I think actually at this point in the economic cycle, you know, we are at peak economic activity right now. In my opinion, we are probably going to go into a recession over the next couple of months. And so uh, I think that's the most probable thing. Again, I don't know, but that's what I think is most likely. And at this point in the economic cycle, demand for second homes being down makes total sense to me. I don't think that is, you know, an indicator that the broader housing market is going to crash. But I do think that this means that in some markets, we are going to start to see declines. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we've been talking about short-term rentals. Now I'm talking about second homes. The markets where a lot of second homes are, are also the markets where a lot of short-term rentals are, right? These are vacation hotspots. The places people want to buy second homes are the same places that people want to go on vacation and therefore good places for investors to buy short-term rentals. And if I had to guess, and I, you know, I am speculating here, but I think that there is a good chance we see vacation hotspots, particularly, you know, vacation high price vacation hotspots start to see prices retract over the next couple of months. And I don't think there's going to be a crash again, but I do think in some beach towns, maybe in some lake properties, maybe in some mountain towns, we start to see these prices come down. And I think that means there could be buying opportunities, right? If prices start to come down and there is less competition, there's less demand for people who are in real estate for the long term, which you should be. Real estate is not a great rich quick scheme. It is a long-term investment strategy. This could be a good time to consider buying if you can find a deal that pencils out and makes, you know, good cash flow and all of that. My particular short-term rental is in a ski town in Colorado. And it does extremely well on a cash flow basis, but I believe that the valuation, it, it's gone up almost like 90% the value in four years. And I think it's gonna come back down. And that and that's okay to me. You know, I'm not planning to sell it. So it's just a paper loss. You know, I know that it's still generating good cash flow, but I think that if you are holding it or thinking about selling it, there is a good chance that these prices come down you know, three, five, maybe even up to 10% in certain markets, but I don't think it's going to be crazy. That's just my read of the situation. I could be completely wrong about that, but that's sort of how I'm personally thinking about it. And just encourage people to keep an eye on it. If you want to get into the short-term rental industry and demand remains strong, but prices start to come down, that could be a great time to look for buying opportunities. All right, everyone. That is what I got for you today. Just to summarize what we have talked about here, current state of the short-term rental market is strong. Demand is doing really well, but supply is starting to increase faster than demand and we're seeing occupancy go down. That's the number one thing you should keep an eye on. Tourism overall looking really good for the summer, but unclear what happens after that. We need to see if we go into a recession and if people start losing their jobs, if the unemployment rate goes up, I do expect demand to drop off, but not in some crazy way. As Tony's research showed us, it's not going to be some disaster, but it could decline 5, 10% at worst in a recession. Lastly, I do think that there is an buying opportunities in some high-priced vacation hotspots because I do 
expect that prices could come down in some really popular beach areas or mountain areas. Um, you know, it's all going to depend on, on the market. You know, the Smokies have a huge amount of demand. I don't expect it to go down there, but there are places maybe in Florida or the Northwest or on the beach that might start to see some declines and that can mean good buying opportunities. Overall, as a short-term rental investor, I think the long-term prospects are still really good, but you should keep an eye on the things that we mentioned today. If you all have any questions about this data or anything else, you can reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at the data deli. I would love to hear what you think about this information and what you think about these bonus episodes, because this is something new that we're doing. And I would love your feedback about what you like, if there's something we could do better, that would be a super big help to us. And another big help is if you do like this episode to give us a five-star review on either Spotify or Apple. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back on Monday with our regularly scheduled episode. On the Market is created by me, Dave Meyer, and Kaylin Bennett. Produced by Kaylin Bennett. Editing by Joel Esparza and Onyx Media. Copywriting by Nate Weintraub. And a very special thanks to the entire Bigger Pockets team. The content on the show On the Market are opinions only. All listeners should independently verify data points, opinions, and investment strategies. The housing market is changing, and finding your way right now can be a bit tricky. There are rate shifts, there are confusing headlines, but at the end of the day, your goal hasn't changed. You probably still want financial freedom as much as ever. Well, the good thing is that experienced investors know it's not about trying to time the market, it's about the amount of time you have in the market. And if you're ready to get into real estate investing game, you can still do that, or you can take your game to the next level by finding an investor-friendly agent. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in just a few minutes. You head over to biggerpockets.com deals, enter in some details about what you want, where you want to buy, and boom, you instantly get matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investments in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.